You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's Discord server, discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. It is free. It always will be free. There are no strings. There is no bait and switch. If you like to listen live and even participate, come onto stage, comment in our back chat, you can do that. Whether you're on the treadmill, getting the kids ready for school, getting yourself ready for work, commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's No Agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot, with virtual coffee, with the Collective Cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, welcoming space and you will never, ever be put on the spot. This is the Collective Cafe to go. Well, good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> good morning. Well, it doesn't sound like a good morning, does it? It is a good morning. Uh, I'm back with a roadcaster. I'm back in my happy place. I got my music. I've got the podcast version coming out a little bit later. Hope you are well. It is Wellness Wednesday. Um, and I actually thought it would be a good idea to talk about, um, to actually talk about mental health um, specifically. And, uh, you know, I, um, I, I saw a video. I saw a video and, and you know, the, the best, to me, to me the best um, videos are like, it's, it's an interview and I just honestly didn't, couldn't work out if the interviewers were on the left or the right of the political uh, uh, spectrum and whether the guest was on the left or the right. I mean, I had a fairly, fairly good idea, but it wasn't, it wasn't overly clear. And I kind of like that. I like the fact that you shouldn't have to see someone and immediately, um, you know, think of their bias, their biases, and think like I'm just going to discount what this person has to say um, because simply because of 
you know, their who they work for or what their title is, etc. I thought I actually put it into my I wanted to finish the interview this morning, but I think maybe unfortunately um I lost it, which which would be kind of sad. Um but it really was a book about woke. And the author essentially oh, you know, I know how I can find it through through Scott Monty. I know exactly how I'm gonna find it. Um, and the interviewer asked her to define woke, and she couldn't. And she basically wrote about it. And she was like stammering and stuttering, and, and it was kind of a little, it was a little embarrassing. Um, and, and, she, and she basically says the fateful word. She's like, this is going to be one of those viral moments, right? And then, you know, and, and the commenters obviously on Twitter were like, yep, <laughs> especially when you say that. Um, and you know, and it just, it, it just, what was interesting about it? I I guess there are two points that I want to talk about. One is we use words and we use phrases and we, and we buy into certain, you know, works, not work streams, but like kind of, um, memes or whatever. And we don't even, sometimes we don't even know what we're saying. We don't even know what it means. You know, she was just... You know, she was just using the word woke because we all kind of like have this idea of it, of what it is. But the actual definition itself um, is very, very different to what you might think it is. So what I'm going to have to do is is uh, do a bit of walk and chew gum at the same time and find you the threads. So if you go to my friend Scott Monty and uh, I'm looking at his, here it is. Okay, so let me... I'm going to share um, what I'm talking about. And, and you know, the, the whole idea of, of these collective cafes is not to be political, um, not to have to choose a side, but, but at the same time, you know, and I, and I'm, I mean, I think certainly, um, you know, Bears and Christopher, you've seen that I try and, and, I try and just speak the truth or, or to the best of my ability. I mean, part of what I actually feel when it comes to even this topic of wokeness, um, is is I'm like a Bill Maher guy. I love the guy, you know. I love him because um, he he definitely is is a lefty, <laughs> like I am. I mean, a lean left, progressive, whatever you want to talk about it. But let's say liberal, you know, because because everyone likes to give us names and titles. But he rebels against stupidity and insanity. And in fact, I mean, his show was called, and he got cancelled for it initially, you know, politically incorrect. You know that I mean, and so and so he kind of like rebels against that, and I love that. The whole cancel culture, the fact that we've, in a way, gone down a path, but not really understood the path, maybe, or just kind of like you know, sometimes being sucked into a into a current or into a vortex. Um, and, and, and the worst thing that we can ever do in life is to just stop thinking. It's the worst thing. Just stop thinking. Not use our brains, not use our, our, our God-given gift, um, which, is, which is the ability to, to just make up our own minds, to not be clouded, to not be fooled, to not be indoctrinated, to not be duped, um, to be able to kind of be independent in our thought. Um, 
And in this particular case, I've just shared the um, the clip with you. This is going to be one of those moments that goes viral is the quote. So I guess it's a show called Rising and and then it's like the Vanguard. I don't know any of these, like, uh, you know, probably it's fairly obvious. It says, Brina uh, uh, Joy Gray breaks the brain of rising guest Bethany Mandel by asking her to define wokeness. Um, and there's just some, like, I would I would really recommend that you just read some of the comments um, because they're they're just really smart. They're just very smart. Like, as I said, to actually go and 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 look at what the definition is, you know, and of course you can de- you can talk about woke mob versus you can define it on both sides. Um, so some of the you know um, some of the comments are like wokeism is the belief that all of society is currently and intentionally structured to oppress. Uh, two all gaps in performances between large groups illustrate this, and three the solution is equity proportional representation without regard to performance and there's just you know as i said i just i just think it's a good thing to look at um both sides and then and then look at everything in life with just a grain of salt just you know 50% of everything we do should be to accept first before pushing back you know look for the truth Look for the good in everything and then come out with your criticisms and your skepticisms and your concerns. And 50% of the time, you should actually question every. So I'm almost saying don't question first, but I'm also saying question everything. So how do you reconcile the two? Well, they don't necessarily operate at the same time or they can, you know, which is, which is I am going to make my mind up for myself but first, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. First, I'm going to give you your time, your space, your ability to make your case or stake your claim or, or, or explain to me what you think and why you think it. And then I'll come with my own biases. Because remember what we do always is when someone's talking to us, already we're formulating in our mind our response. And the minute we do that, we're not listening anymore. We're just, you know, we're already thinking of the rebuttal. It's, it's why I don't have questions on my show. It's because I don't know what you're going to say. So, you know, the, the, only th- the only caveat there, by the way, is if you say too much and if you talk for too long, you're going to make too many points. And then it's hard for me, and obviously same with me and you, then I don't know where to come in. You know, so often, you know, if my wife and I will be talking, you know, and, and, and maybe even having a disagreement, she's going to say too many things. And I don't know which comment to, to respond to. Which one do I do first? Well, you said a lot of things there. Uh, you said nine things. I forgot half of them. I just, I'm not sure that I'm going to respond to the right ones. Which one, you know... Typically, it's either going to be the very first thing that maybe triggers something or it's going to be the last thing. That's not a very efficient way um, to have a conversation. So typically what I do, which doesn't, which is not a great solution either, is I'll jump in straight away and interrupt her. And that doesn't end well either because now I'm interrupting. I'm not letting her speak and I'm not letting her finish. So I do think one of the best things we can do is... And then I want to say hello to a new face, to uh, 
product avenger is um is try and be single try and make one point at one time like i think it would be amazing if we could when we are having a conversation when we're having a um a, a group meeting when we're having a brainstorm when we're having a town hall one point at one time if you want to ask a question if you want to ask a question ask the question ask one question maybe there're two parts to the question but then ask another question once you've got the answer um did you want to ask a question biz well i wanted to there's a couple things i wanted to do um wanted to say that um woke is a community term by the black community that has been misrepresented and bastardized um and made fun of you know is like um that you know and 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 that's why i'm like always um cringe when you know people you know you hear it a lot and it's just like can people stop they don't know what it means they don't they're using it in a very derogatory way so um if you know you know right mm. and everybody else should just shut the hell up yeah well, yeah i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you two by the way yeah two comments as well which i love one is woke mob it says a large well-informed group of people with basic empathy who are compassionate committed to dismantling injustices and making the world a better place for all of humankind uh, and then someone else says in regards to this interview says she can define woke just fine but she doesn't want to expose herself woke to her is a code word that people like her can use to tap into certain listeners bigotries while not having to explicitly defend the propriety of those bigotries that's a hell of a that's a hell of a statement um i don't i don't use the term um i just think i just think like yeah, as i said let's just be honest let's be real let's use our brains let's use our common sense let's be kind let's be compassionate um and let's not be brainwashed on either side um and you know i i know you've got a couple of other things the reason i even made this like circuitous introduction is her point of view in this in this book in this article is that what has happened now is our the youth our children have almost you know been co-opted into this movement and in order for them now and and she talks about mental health and she actually says that the only way to actually be legit now is to is to actually almost feign or fake mental illness to be the victim in a sense is to play the victim role. I mean, it's it's it's. It was, I, I was, it was like four in the morning. I was watching this. I was like, I, I like got to finish this thing afterwards. Um, and then I think the question, a very smart question, asked her is, well, well, hang on a second. If if it's true that our youth, our kids, are faking or feigning or playing, leaning into this victim role in order to like demonstrate how aggrieved and how poor they are and how not privileged they are and yada yada, well then how do you know when it's real and 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 that to me is the key here it's like you can't you have to give the benefit of the doubt to someone you know who who is you know who is suffering or who is in pain or who is victimized you can't 
you you we don't have the right to question the legitimacy of it. You know, we've got to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's not. It doesn't matter if someone's feigning it or faking it. Let them be exposed for that. Then, um, but we have to. We can never mock it. We can never belittle it. We can never minimize or marginalize it. It's too important. And the reality is, most people, you know, I'm older. Thank God, you know, is that is that we weren't allowed. You know, maybe I was, but but certainly, if you just take one generation ago, you know, being weak, being vulnerable was was not a sign of strength. I mean, being vulnerable was a sign of weakness. You know, showing emotion, being able to say, "I'm struggling," "I'm," you know, I, "I'm I'm I'm not doing okay," you know, and and so the worst thing we can do now is to have people is to question the intention of it. You know, and, and and I guess my point is on both sides. Let's not hide behind words and terms and phrases and 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 God forbid dog whistles and all that sort of terrible stuff. You know, and let's never check our humanity. Look, it's Wellness Wednesday today, and um, and we got to do whatever it takes to to keep us. You know, to 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 allow us to be nourished and nurtured and and. Um, you know, and and strengthened, um, and um, and I'll tell you one thing, and then back to you, Bez, um, is that I just I think one of the worst things we can do is to bottle stuff up and keep it inside and let it fester, and and or not feel like we can talk to someone that we are alone, that no one will listen to us, that if we open our mouths, um, we will be chastised or ostracized or banned or kicked you know or you know we cannot that to me is the beginning of the end if people feel that they don't have a voice um and that they can't use it so back to you my friend well i wanted to um introduce um product avenger um She's a um, a, a professional, and uh, she's in product marketing. That's I was hoping Praxum would be here. And um, did she raise her hand? Come on up. Let's uh, look at you. Look at you being the bar- a, being yeah. the barrister of the let's, hour. Uh, that's not you know. She raised her hand. It looked like, but anyways, um, no, she did. And and you and you made it. When it's green, yeah. you've invited her. So green is invited. And okay. white is raised, so that might have been. Um, but should but I'll, I'll I'll give the quick spiel, product avenger, which is we're here. Oh, here you are. Welcome, welcome to the stage, welcome to the collective cafe. Well, yeah, welcome, welcome. Uh, and she, you know, I don't know if you want to uh, share your real name because I do know your real name. We were in our Twitter space last night, so um, would you like to to share anything, product avenger? I think you're. I think. I think the the you might. It doesn't look like you're on mute, but sometimes, uh, sometimes Discord can be a little bit tricky um, with sound. So what you may need to do is jump out of Discord, close it down, and come back in. Um, what you also may want to do is just go and look at your settings, the little cog at the bottom. Um, sometimes, um, if you go down there and there's a voice and video, 
um, that might help you too. Um, but it but it happens. It happens to all of us. It happens to me. Um, so if you want to if you want to jump out of Discord, sometimes going down to this down to the audience and then coming back up. Sometimes actually just shutting it down completely, like doing the uh, force quit and coming back in, will help. Um, well, well, let let me introduce her really yeah. quick. Um, she's uh, uh, is is from Canada, lives in Canada, and she's a product manager she is um i love her on linkedin her a thing because uh her banner because it says make what you make remarkable which resonates with me because um um my one of my top five gallup strengths are maximizer and so uh, maximizer what they do is they take something and they improve it to be excellent and we're obsessed with making things um not just good but damn good <laughs> and and so that sort of resonated with me and uh so yeah um product avenger in- introduce yourself um uh, you're among professionals here i'm ho- was hoping praxum was he- would hear maybe he'll pop in later sometimes he has uh early morning meetings because he does meetings all around the world so yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, she, she might still be struggling, but also uh, just a, just also a little hello to uh, YK Dojo, and um, you know, just as a reminder to both of you, um, and you're here for the first time. We do this Monday through Friday. We probably have about I don't know, we're probably about twenty or twenty five people that will cycle in and have cycled in at some point in time. Sometimes you're you're in the flow. And it's and it becomes like a daily thing, you know. Bezes and Christopher—they're pretty much here every single day. So am I. Um, I'll do it. I just came back from Austin, so I was doing it at my equivalent of seven in the morning. Um, we we have a poet at the end. There's a poet today, a really nice poet today, um, and um, which we give away at the end. There's a secret word. Uh, Monday we manifest. Tuesday is about thought leadership. Wednesday is wellness. Thursday we've been doing live book reads, but now we're starting to play around with this idea of uh, after shows because I have a show called Joseph Jaffe is not famous a talk show and uh, so we're going to start kind of like doing the show after the show where we discuss the show um, where I go through my show notes we invite the guest back in uh, let them come with a few people that they want to bring in as well um, and 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 we just have an additional conversation so for them it's more content if they choose for it you know they end up with an hour of video and audio and then maybe it's another hour of video or not video but audio in this particular case but um we always try and leave the world in a better in a bit in better shape than when we found it we always try and make sure that there is an insight or learning um or or something inspirational educational uh about these sessions um but at the same time it's also like cathartic and self there's a lot of, uh, for me, it's like therapy too, where if there's something frustrating me, I can get it off my mind. But I also want people to be encouraged. And the most important final two things is you don't have to talk. You don't have to come up. You don't have to participate. You will never be singled out. Um, you can just listen. If you like listening live, and I do, you know, I find it sometimes like live is awesome. Live sports, live TV, live, you know, like the idea of just knowing it's happening right now that you can't fast forward, um, 
you know, to the to the highlights because what is a highlight? You don't really know what the highlights are. It's, sometimes it can be subjective. Um, and of course, we've got this lively back chat in the cafe chat where you can, you know, if you prefer, you can ask questions, you can comment, you can even talk amongst yourselves. You don't even need to worry about me. But whether you're on the treadmill, whether you're getting the kids ready for school, whether you're commuting, uh, maybe you want to talk and you can't talk just because you're in a in a you know loud space or in an area where kids are sleeping. It's just it's whatever works for you. And there's a podcast version, so if you miss one day, um, you can you can catch up. And I'll put that into the into the back chat. It's bit.ly uh, forward slash collective cafe to go, and you can actually subscribe um, to the show. I generally get it up about thirty minutes after we finish. Um, so you can almost feel like you were there, um, even if you just missed it, um, or for whatever reason, couldn't attend. Um, and so that's, you know, kind of what we're talking about. And today, you know, this idea of, of, uh, mental health and, and mental wellness is really just getting into, into this idea of, um, you know, going back to just this, this video that I saw, which I posted the tweet is, I think we have to be very, very careful um, and we also have to realize there are going to be people that abuse mental health. There are going to be people that hide behind it that actually, you know, might be uh, a spammer, might actually be um, a person without integrity or backbone that actually hide behind it, um, you know, and um, like a safe word. Um, but I still think the default is not to question it. It's, it's got to be a card. It's like in Monopoly, right? Get out of jail free card. When you play the card, you play the card. You know, if you constantly are playing the card, then people might say, well, wait a second, you know, the, the tale of the boy who cried wolf. Um, but that should never be your default. You know, you need to take the time, take the time, clear your thoughts. Who knows? You might have a revelation. You might come around. Um, you might see things differently that you didn't, that you didn't before. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, the, the Japanese have this, I've said this before, this amazing, um, just, you know, the culturally how they, how they deal and deal with situations that are tough when they have to make big decisions, they sleep on it. Um, they don't act too rash. Um, you know, one, one of the things that I actually like about Twitter now is that when you, when you tweet, you, you have like, 10 seconds to undo the tweet, you know, to, you have that little, you know, and you have other options now, like editing tweets after the fact, or, you know, deleting tweets doesn't count because the minute you, you know, um, if it's controversial enough or you're, or you're influential enough, you can be sure, you can be sure that someone will have screenshotted it. So sometimes I guess, we need those little buffers in our lives. We need the little bit of, we need that little bit of a safety net, just in case we act a little bit too rash or impetuous or, 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 or regret. I mean, regret is regret and remorse are very powerful. You know, it is. Hey, uh, jo- yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Um, go ahead and finish your thought. Then I, I want to say something. Yeah, no, I was just going to say regret and remorse are very powerful. And, um, you know, so are the words, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, one of the things that you always see, whether it's in a live court case, uh, or a movie is 
they showed no remorse. That that's like the the point of no return, right? Is when you when you have no remorse, when you are emotionless, when you are stoic, you know, when you are, you know, because often it's so problematic and troublesome when you when you see someone that that cannot connect and understand and comprehend maybe the gravity or the enormity um but for the most part um showing those signs are just very powerful but yeah i'll i'll stop there for a second and have you uh and turn it back to you my friend okay am am i unmuted or uh you, well i can hear you you're unmuted. Oh, and so are you. Oh, okay, good. Hey, so real quick, Joseph, because YK came in here as well. Uh, I know it's five in the morning for Product Avenger, but these are um, product managers, marketing professionals looking for um, a new opportunity. And I know, um, you know, I've told them that you're the CMO type, has a lot of contacts in that area. Um, I've also told them, that, uh, you know, we have a product manager here that comes in the morning. I don't see Praxum here this morning, but, you know, on any given day, we'll have five to 10 people in here today. It looks like it's a, it's a light day, but, uh, I know where I'm at. It's 26 degrees, but, um, uh, product Avenger, introduce yourself. And then Joseph, I would like you to introduce yourself and who you are, because I don't think product Avenger knows. And I think this is a great connection. And that's why I invited her here this morning. Go ahead, Product Adventure. Hi, Joseph. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you so much, Baz, for inviting me here. Uh, it's nice to meet all of you. My name is Neda. I'm actually from Vancouver, uh, Canada. I am currently working at a law firm. Um, I, I do um, on-screen guided uh, tours with this software called WalkMe. It's uh, an overlay on the different web apps used at the firm. And the objective is just to improve efficiency, reduce cognitive load, increase productivity. Anyway, um, I've been passionate about product for around two, three years. And I have also UX background and around 15 years of experience in customer-centric roles. And I've worked at uh, several early-stage startups with a background in design as well in university concentration in industrial design. So I love to create experiences for people um, that actually make an impact, improve their quality of their lives. And I love meeting new people. And even if um, your friend Praxim is in here, that's fine. I really enjoy the conversation. I think uh, that was another motivational factor to meet new people. Even if it's at five in the morning, it's totally worth it. So just wanted to say hi. And I want to thank Bez for, for having me here. Um, I don't know where YK went, but I'll tell him that he missed out. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's it's a pleasure to meet all of you. And um, Joseph said something earlier that really resonated about mental health and Balling things up, and um, a few things. A few days ago, I, um, I I did actually have to tell this to one of my colleagues who was opening up to me, met in person for the first time, and uh, told him to don't bottle anything up because at the end, uh, the bottle is going to be full. It's going to explode. So, just it's really good. Uh, it's really amazing to have resources or communities such as this one 
where um, you can open up, open up the bottle and uh, feel safe and, you know, be in a non-judgmental environment to, to share what's on your mind. Because um, if, if people bottle things up too long, it can lead, God forbid, to, to suicide, lead to self-harm. And that's my biggest fear for someone who bottle things, bottles things up. Anyhow, I just wanted to add that to the conversation. But it's really nice to meet all of you. I'll stick around still, though. I'll, I, I wanna, I'm really curious to see what everyone else has to say. I so appreciate it. And, you know, um, I think you already, you already have the gist of what we are and who we are here. Um, the fact that, you know, I, I think Bez was like, like, let's talk product marketing and we will. <laughs> um, I mean, it is, we are business professionals. I, I'm actually a huge believer. Um, and, and we'll call, we'll call you by, we'll call you product Avenger. I love the name, by the way. Um, but, um, um, but, you know, I, I'm really, really going to lean into this idea that every company should have a coffee, a virtual coffee before the day begins. 30 minutes, 15 minutes, one hour, whatever the case may be. It's the easiest thing in the world to do, especially for companies that are distributed, spread, multiple offices, multiple locations, multiple geographies, multiple, um, you know, uh, P&Ls and BUs. Uh, but also the reality of people working from home. And working from home, increasingly so, we can be isolated, we can be disconnected, we can feel lonely, um, we, can be, we can be kind of, you know, just sometimes people don't do well when they're alone with their own thoughts. Um, and so connection, community, I mean, community without connection, what is that? It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's just like a bunch of, I mean, it's all about connecting the dots. I've used this phrase, this quote a lot. Community is a bunch of strangers who care about each other a little bit more than they should. But obviously from strangers comes friends. From friends comes colleagues, you know, um, you know and, and, and who knows, even, even, even lovers. I mean, anything can happen. Um, when you actually go down a path um, and you don't and you open yourself up to possibilities and um, and so like today you know you never know where the conversation is is going to go here that's you know that's the beauty of it and talking about this idea of of um, you know the the bottle right the about I love what you said the bottle is going to become full the bottle is going to explode um, we need to we we need to be able to just bounce stuff off each other. What do you think about this? You know, feel free to push back. Feel free to criticize. You know, tell me if I'm wrong. You know, and um, and and do it in a safe space. Um, and that's the thing. That's another phrase we hear a lot: safe space, your truth, my truth, woke, all these the things. And 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 my point about it is that is that we got to stop hiding by names and labels, and, but, but it's the example of the GPS, right? If we use our GPS religiously, like almost all of us do, we actually forget how to drive. We forget how to, you know, our sense of direction can be impacted. We're not actually reading the signs. We're not actually, uh, we're just going through the motions. We're being led as opposed to leading, 
as opposed to sometimes trusting our gut. Um, in this day and age of chat GPT, you know, where we're we've got to we've got to always remember not to check our common sense and our you know our God given gift is not perfection; it's being flawed. It's it's perspective. It's having a different, looking at things differently and go, huh, I didn't think about it that way. That's interesting. I'm not sure that I agree, but it got me thinking or it does make me think about something else. And and that's what happens when you bring people together as opposed to parallel playing. So much of work today is parallel playing. Kids do it, little kids do it. They call it parallel playing. They've got five or six kids in the sandbox and they're just, you know, not playing with each other. They're just playing by themselves, like almost as if they were in different locations. Um, so we, we're so happy you're here. And uh, Bez wanted me to just introduce myself. Um, I, uh, I always talk about pre-pandemic and, you know, like BP and AP, before pandemic, after pandemic. So before pandemic, um, I... I'm in marketing. I'd worked on the brand side for a fast food chicken company, a QSR called Nando's Chickenland. Came to the U.S. from South Africa, worked for a number of ad agencies on Madison Avenue like Ogilvy and TBWA, Shy Day. Went out on my own, 2002. Um, I've written five books. Uh, I've keynoted in over 50 countries. Uh, I've consulted. I started a little company called Crayon, which I sold I always say in spite of myself, not because, um, because I had no idea what I was doing as an entrepreneur my very first time. It was, I probably made more mistakes and bad decisions than I made good ones. Um, probably even selling the company might have even have been a bad decision. Um, maybe I sold too soon. Um, but, you know, it, it, it worked out um, until it didn't, right? <laughs> Because uh, I ended up leaving that company. But everything that has happened to me has happened for me that has made me who I am today. And then, and then COVID hits and completely pivot and change my life. Uh, start a talk show called Corona TV, which today is called Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous. Um, I have pre-recording two shows today, actually today and tomorrow. And um, I had about 450 guests and, uh, and then I got into the whole Web3 space. And so Alpha Collective is an attempt to build a professional organization um, that, you know, does things like this, has coffee in the morning, brainstorms maybe, or masterminds in the afternoon, has education, workshops, keynotes, IRL meetups, um, being just a brutal time to launch anything at the moment. There's just, you know, just there isn't a market at the best of times. Um, and uh, in addition, um, there is, um, you know, there's just not a, people are not really loving, like the whole Web3 thing is just kind of like on a bit of a hold at the moment, um, but I'm going to persevere. I'm going to keep going and uh, and just try and stay patient as, as best as I can, um, and it's the same thing like starting the, you know, starting the, the collective cafe, and the beauty and the beauty disruptor is here, and I haven't seen her in so long since Clubhouse. And Tim is here, so you'll see Product Avenger people come in and out. It's like it is like a coffee shop, you know. So people maybe pop in and they pop out, or they see someone through the window of the coffee shop and they wave, and you know, or they just you know maybe it's raining outside, they just want to come in and just take a break for a few moments. 
Um, sometimes I just talk all the time and sometimes, you know, people on stage. On Friday, we do No Agenda Friday where everyone is invited up. Um, they don't have to accept, but we just want to, you know, make it more conversational. So um, if you have any questions about that, I'd be happy to answer them. But Bez, I know you've got a few things on your mind too. And the Beauty Disruptor and, and Tim, we've been just talking about a whole bunch of things. We've got a few new faces, which is amazing. Um, we've been talking about mental health. We've been talking about, you know, kind of the dangers sometimes when if we don't take it seriously, um, you know, there is this uh, kind of, I guess, controversial book that's just been written that I kind of uh, went down the rabbit hole through my friend Scott Monty um, about kind of where this author is making the case that our youth, the youth, are n- not so much faking mental health, but kind of, you know, like leaning into it, almost like leaning into being the victim, playing that role. And it's just dangerous, dangerous thinking. But we're just talking about how you've, you know, um, Product Avengers said a beautiful quote, which is, you know, if we bottle things up, right, the bottle can f- can fill up and overflow, but even worse, explode. And so the ability for us to talk, whether it's therapeutic, whether it's cathartic, um, and talk to others without fear, um, it has got to be like the prime directive. So let me pause there. Um, uh, Product Avenger or Bears or anyone else, if you want to jump in, go for it. Yeah, um, I wasn't going to jump in because, you know, I'm I'm happy where the conversation is going. But um, in regard to this author and something you said is, we can't have it both ways, Joseph. The young to open up, to be vulnerable. We talk about mental health, um, and and um, we we even in our ranks um, are diagnosed with uh, different ailments, which is. Um, you know, anything regarding mental health is extremely private uh, in a healthcare setting. You, um, that, uh, that data is, has a double glass. Even medical professionals that don't need to know don't even have access to it. So, you know, when, when the uh, author, and I don't know the full context of it, saying that, you know, um, the uh, new generation is pulling out that card um, and pulling out to, I'm like, well, you asked, you asked uh, your kids, you, you raised your kids, you asked them to um, show their true feelings. You, you told them that everybody's a winner and, and you, they went to little league and uh, they all got trophies, you know, and, and we were helicopter parents and, now you're complaining that they're using the card. Well, newsflash in an HR setting in a company, the employee has the right to take time off to take care of medical condition. That could include a, a physical ailment, could include a mental ailment. HR or the company is not even going to know what it is and they don't have to. The, all they need is a doctor's note, and then there's protection under the law uh, called FEMLA. In California, there's an additional thing called CEFRA, and they are protected. Beyond that, there's something called ADA, 
and there's accommodations that can be made. So all of these are tools that most people sometimes don't even know, uh, even working inside of a company because they don't share the information, you know, and, and um, people are afraid to take time off to take care of whatever they are. So I think books like this are controversial. They're damaging um, because you can't have it both ways. You know, you've opened up the genie in the bottle. You said it's okay to have uh, a mental uh, um, a, a mental ailment because it's like a physical ailment. You gotta go get get you gotta go to the doctor get it taken care of. So I, I'm really um, d- uh, just from what I'm hearing from you, I'm I'm really disappointed in the angle the author is taking i i just think uh yeah it probably is controversial but to, the, in my opinion they're speaking out of their ass i so i want to basically um just respond to that quickly and um and then and then welcome back up. to you joseph yo I, I i was working out if i was on mute or not you can hear me though right Beth? we can't hear you joseph if you're trying to talk Hmm, what happened? What happened? Is that better? I, I can't hear him. Can anybody else no, hear him? Neither neither can I. Well, um, you see, it happens. It happens. There you go. We can hear you now. It happens to everyone. You see, product (laughs) avenger. It happens to everyone. So, so I want to say before before welcome um, the beauty disruptor to the stage. um, I I wanted to say that first of all, I love these word plays. Right. First of all, I love the phrase "you can't have it both ways." It's it's a brilliant, brilliant statement, Um, and it is actually what I would say to this author, I might even have this author on my show, actually. Um, and I, I, I'm explained to you why. Um, but first, what I wanted to say is I also love this idea. We're talking about bottling things in, but what, a, what about the, what about the, uh, what about the genie in the bottle, the genie in the bottling things in? So we've like uh, done, like we've, we've like brought two things together. Um, and uh, looks like beauty disruptor now can't hear. You can hear me though, right? It's so crazy. Imagine people listening to the podcast version of it, and they're thinking, "I can hear, I can't hear." Um, so, Bez, you can hear me, right? Yes, we can hear you. You're okay. All right. So, um, I think I think maybe we lost the beauty disruptor, but hopefully, um, she can hear us again. So, here's what I wanted to say. Maybe there's something good about this book, which is that we're having the conversation, and it's like. I was thinking to myself, like, okay, you wrote the book. You're trying, maybe you're trying to be controversial. Maybe you're trying to sell copies. You know, good luck to you. Godspeed. You're going to get picked up by, by all the, the people on the one side that reinforce your worldview. And, and, and then you're going to maybe be picked up by all the other people that just want to take you down, you know, and challenge you and get that gotcha moment. But it's all good. It's all good if we're talking about it, if we're actually talking about it. And it comes back to what I said at the beginning, this idea of like, make your mind up. We, we say, do your own research in the Web3 space. Like that has to be, think for yourself. We need to create a new, 
a new DYO, you know, do your DYOT. Maybe that's the name of today's show. DYOT. Do your own thinking. Make your mind up for yourself as opposed to falling into, you know, into a, you know, just falling into a, a, a movement where you don't question, where you don't, where you actually lose yourself. You lose your personality, you lose your identity because you're, you're, you're out of control. You're in, you know, you're in a, it, it's one thing, you know, when you think of a current, it's one thing to, you know, submit to the current. It's one thing to go with the flow. It's one thing to, you know, if you fight the current too much, you could get exhausted and drown to use that thing. But, but it's also not a good thing on the flip side to just be out of control and to be completely just going with a current that might not be taking you in the right direction. So to use the analogy of backwash or current that's pulling you out to sea, ask for help or avoid those situations if you can. Maybe you'll be saved. Maybe you won't. I don't know. There's lots of mixed metaphors here. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, I I think I might, I mean, it's affected me, this, this I, I'm going to go finish the interview. I put, for those of you that arrived a little bit late, you can actually see uh, the link um, and 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 uh, it's called stolen stolen youth. Let me tell you, the only thing that that's being stolen from our youth is the fact that they're buried in their damn cell phones. You know, that's the only thing, uh, and they were stolen by others. Um, I was actually like, you know, talking about my son the other day, like last night, and I was like, you know, maybe the problem with our kids is they're not meeting enough other kids, and they're not because they're just not looking up. <laughs> It's the same thing like the GPS thing. It's like it's like if you're not questioning, if you don't question, if you're not able to ask a question, if you're not able to disagree, if you're in an environment where you're chastised or shot down, you know, for opening up your mouth, you know, I mean, it's almost like um, <laughs> I, I almost, the beauty disruptor, I almost think you were in the room when we said we've got to replace FUD with fun from FUD to fun, right? Um, but, like, again, maybe FUD is good too. Like, just people are saying, hey, I'm scared, I'm, I'm concerned, I'm worried, I'm afraid, I'm nervous, I'm confused. Is that FUD? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt? I mean, what's bad about any of them? What's bad about being afraid? What's bad about being fearful? I mean, if someone's afraid, help them. Someone's uncertain, help them. Someone has doubt, help them. Obviously, when it's put together and when FUD becomes what is essentially uh, malicious or veiled, you know, the wolf in sheep's clothing, when someone is FUDing intentionally to disrupt with an axe to grind, hell, I'm, you know... I'm kind of on the FUD bandwagon right now with what's been going on this week. But I'm not veiled, being quite, you know, explicit and visible. And there's a purpose. And I welcome the conversation. And I welcome the pushback. That's why I think it's so important that what we don't do is allow ourselves to get lost in a bubble or to insulate ourselves too much. 
You know, that's one of the hardest things as well. That's why diversity is so powerful. It's, it's diversity on every level. It's people who don't think like us. It's people who think different. The, uh, I, I ended up somehow, I don't know, just getting all these um, like political tweets or whatever suddenly in my, in my Twitter feed. And I was like, how am I following this person? This person is like the exact opposite of who I am. And for some reason, the bell was on. And I was like, hell no, no bell. Um, and I was like, maybe I guess at one point they said something and I was like, I got to like see what they say next. And I put the bell on. I took the bell off and then I was about to unfollow them. And I was like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Because if you actually end up with a feed that's sanitized, you know, and is, and is you know, from sanit- you know, sanitized to sycophant, there's probably a straight line to sanity. I mean, there's there's something there. So I didn't. And the other thing is blocking people. You know, we've discussed this before as well. When you block people, you, you know, now you've shut yourself off to someone who actually might be a critic, you know, who might actually um, have an axe to grind. Hey, listen, wouldn't you rather have someone grinding that axe in front of your face than behind your back? I don't know. I would. Um, and so, you know, I even think about uh, about these safe spaces like Collective Cafe. Everyone's welcome. No one's been banned yet. Maybe no one will ever be banned. Maybe that's a good problem to have, someone that needs to be banned. Um, but I always said, and I said this to brands, and I said this really early. Remember, I wrote Join the Conversation in 2007 which is everyone in the world, and I mean everyone in the world, deserves the ability for you to talk to them and respond to them with respect. I'll say almost everyone in the world, and I think we can. I think it's fairly obvious, you know, who would be excluded when we're talking about you know blatant, um, you know, misogyny, racism, sexism, um, hate speech, and even in some of those cases. When someone says something, remember, when someone says something that's ignorant, when someone is swearing, when someone's angry, you have the, you got to try your best to respond to them with kindness. Look, I appreciate your, your, you raising your hand and, you know, and, and these things and, and then respond to them. Now, I will say that if they come back with the same venom, the same, rudeness, the same insults, the same rhetoric, then, you know, I don't know necessarily that they deserve a third and a fourth and a fifth chance. But I think if we can really push ourselves, really push ourselves to respond to every so-called hater and just give them the, the, the space, give them the opportunity to have a dialogue, find out really what's going on, why they're saying what they're saying. What's going on behind the scenes or deep down? Are they having a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad life? Is it possible? This doesn't mean we're, you know, Florence Nightingale. It doesn't mean that we have to be righteous or even self-righteous. We're all flawed. But I think it's just, you know, challenging ourselves to reach out a hand 
because you never know if someone needs it. That person flailing in the raging current might look like they're raising their hand or raising their fist or, or pulling an up your sign, but they might be reaching out for help. So we have about five minutes left. I just want to say for those of you, uh, Product Avenger and the Beauty Disruptor, we give away a POEP every single day. Um, and um, I'm just going to read two comments as well. The, uh, the code is South by Southwest, SXSW. And from 8.59 to 9.14 today, if you download poep.xyz, um, you'll be able to get a beautiful little POEP today. That's me in my happy place, South by Southwest. Uh, Tim said, I struggle when we talk about the younger, that they are not paying attention because uh, they're looking at their phones. Um, so they are paying attention, just not to us. It seems similar to a marketing problem when your target audience isn't paying attention to you. If, if, that, if that the audience, oh, is that the audience's problem or ours? Tim, the only thing I would respond to that is sometimes I'm not even sure if they are paying attention. It almost seems like, you know, like the, it's not the doom scroll. It's like the death scroll, right? It's just they just mindlessly. I look at my, my, my daughter sometimes and it's like, she's like swipe left, right, up, down. You know, it's like, are you even processing any of this? It almost seems like they're hypnotized, mesmerized. So that's my only, that's my only, but, but I do think that it's also what you're saying is a great point because it's a starting point saying, hey, the issue, hey, listen, tomorrow I've got the author of The Attention Economy on my show which was one of the seminal books, you know, at the time, like The Experience Economy, uh, Tom Davenport. Um, And Bez said, amen to that, Tim Lynch. Um, I've heard the same thing in many venues. They say the youth are not engaging when in fact they are, and they're using the same tools we used at our disposal, except ours had a 20-foot cord connected to it. Um, You you know, uh, uh, imaging if we needed, oh, imagine if we needed several miles of cords. Uh, true, true as well. And, you know, what would happen is the teenager probably was us. We'd be in the room and we'd take the co- the phone on the extension cord and shut the door, you know, and we were just completely closed. And if, you know, if anyone knocked on the door, we'd scream, go away. I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. Um, so, yeah, good points and, and good builds as well. Uh, we will be here tomorrow. We've got to decide what we're doing tomorrow and find out, um, are we going to do... Um, I, I might have to do a little bit of uh, um, bobbing and weaving today. Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll do the show live today. The Joshua B. Lee is here. It is a good day, my friend. You are arriving two minutes before the end of the Collective Cafe, but you could be getting yourself a POEP. Uh, the code is SXSW uh, South by Southwest, and uh, all you need is poep.xyz. Well, come by tomorrow. Um, no, I mean, listen, I, I, uh, your, um, your appearance on my show was one of my favorite conversations that I've had. Um, and I think it was you, I'm almost sure it was you, um, where you said, um, I think you gave this brilliant, brilliant piece of advice on LinkedIn that I never, ever forgot, um, which is, you know, every single person that looks at your profile, I'm almost sure it was you, um, you said, make sure that you respond to them. You know, oh, like, so good to see you that you you came to my profile or you were on my profile. Um, like, you know, um, anything I can help you with or it's just good to see you again. It's been too long. Um, 
and and I'm going to do something for you actually quickly, um, which is I don't know if I ever shared uh, your show notes with you. I hope I did because um, that might have been a new thing that I started. But if you look, um, if you look in the in the chat right now, you will notice these are the show notes, um, um, which is um, which is from our show. And now if you actually go to, I'm like really the worst multitasker now, uh, Joshua Bailey. Uh, let's, here it is. The dopamine dealer of LinkedIn. Uh, I mean, how can you not want to watch the show? So look at me kind of plugging the show, uh, plugging you. Uh, hug your haters. Exactly, Tim. Um, so I just put the link as well. Uh, Jay Bear wrote, wrote a great book about engaging with your haters and how to work through the hard conversations, perspectives. It does not work on trolls. Sometimes it can, actually. Haters are different than trolls. They just want to keep a fight going. He has a quote from me, which is, um, first of all, um, in fact, I wrote, uh, I wrote once uh, one of my most famous posts called basically Embrace Hate. Um, and what I was talking about is Crocs. You know, like, like people would be like, I hate these, I hate Crocs. They are the most ugliest shoe in the world and the whole point is the real enemy is apathy and indifference it's someone that doesn't have a point of view or an opinion yeah meh you know vanilla right it's the most popular flavor in the world but you wouldn't drive across town for it so i would always say when people say i hate you right some people might be having like relationship ptsd right now when they say i hate you they're actually saying i love you I just want you to work a little bit harder to earn that love. Also, marketing theory has always taught us that if you can turn a hater around, they will become three to five times more loyal than someone who was on the other end of the spectrum. So if you can figure out how to convert them, turn them around, they actually can become your most loyal uh, customer. Bez, I'm going to give you the last word. Actually, Product Avenger wanted to say something, but before I say that, uh, Joshua B. Lee actually did that to me. I checked out his profile uh, after I saw him on a clubhouse room, and he goes, hey, I saw you were checking out my profile, and I responded like, oh, you caught me. <laughs> but but uh, Product Avenger wanted to say something. Yes. Yes, I was just telling Bez that this interface doesn't really encourage us to speak when I compare it to Twitter spaces, I didn't want to interrupt your train of thought, uh, Joseph. That's why I stayed quiet. But um, as as someone who is looking to break into product management, I and who was doing UI UX design in the past, like I feel like I'm contributing to the problem with the youth. Well, it depends on what product I work on, but um, people who work in product we are actually contributing i find it's an illness or i don't know what to call it the short attention span of the youth because we are employing this is like weaponry in my opinion um youth and i think people not only youngsters but they we all have such a such a short attention span and products are created in a way to exploit that weakness um one of my favorite authors, uh, Nir Eyal, wrote a book called Hook, Hooked, um, sorry, The Hook. And he talks about all of the different methodologies that 
product designers use to create habit-forming and addictive products. Um, and uh, he does put a disclaimer, um, you know, use these um, methodologies for good, you know, not for, not for, for evil purposes. But anyway, I just wanted to say that, yes, uh, I do acknowledge the short attention span. I do acknowledge that our youth especially um, are not socializing. They're not out and about like my generation or your generation. I'm 39. And that's a tragedy. Kids are, or the youth, they don't want to be kids. I also find, I also find that there's other factors that come into play. They all, they want to grow up. And I think that's, they want to grow up. But like when I was eight, I wanted to feel 16. But these days I find that they want to be beyond 16. They want to be like 25. <laughs> they want to adult hardcore. But um, it's, it's, we're in scary times, I find. But I also believe um, there is hope, and I believe that parents need to play a really, really active role in raising their children in a way that, you know, they don't want to adult hardcore. They want to be kids. They There's all this tech around us, but there has to be um, somewhat of a balance, although full balance can't be achieved. There's no such thing as that, but parents... Um, communities, you know, we all have to come together for these children to support them because it's not only adults bottling things up, children do it too. Um, and I don't want to sound negative at all, but I've, I've, I've read stuff about things that are being taught to kids these days in schools. In Canada, um, they're teaching kids about suicide, like they're actually promoting it that's really scary like we are in scary times and i think parents really need to wake up i don't have any children but if i did i would be scared for what the things that, that my kids are being taught at school and school is not even helping kids these days and i if i had children i would i would uh homeschool them but that's a discussion for a whole other day but i find parents need to play a much more active role in in their children's lives, especially, and, and wake up and realize the stuff their kids are being taught in school because it's, it's pretty scary. School is getting scarier and scarier for these children and parents need to wake up and protect their kids. Um, or if I'm, I'm sure they already do that, but they need to, to, to really go research what's being taught in their kids' schools because, um, it's, it's, it's not really, uh, it's it's pretty scary. That's all I will say. Thank you. Well, Billy. Well, thank you. Billy said preach, and uh, you know, it was worth going a little bit over. We're typically very good here in terms of ending round about nine, but um, you uh, very powerful words, and thank you for just hitting the ground running. As you can see, you know, people come in and out, and um, you know, we've set ourselves a goal of getting twenty people in here before the end of March. We're fifteen. We have 15 days to go, and I believe we will get there. The POAP is live actually from 9.59 to 10.14 um, because um, UTC is four hours this week, so I kind of messed up on the, the time zone change. Um, so just remember, if you go to – you all have time now to go to – if you haven't downloaded it, it's an app called poap.xyz, um, and you plug in 
SXSW, Secret Word. You'll go through like a little game that you have to solve, um, but you will get your your POAP, which is a little commemorative uh, badge. I call it a digital ticket stub, I guess, um, that you were here today. And we had an amazing conversation. I'll also get the AI-generated show notes. I also shared when Billy was on the show, um, his conversation, his show notes, and a link to to the show. Um, And uh, we'll continue tomorrow. By the way, Again, you know, talking about growth, right, Product Avenger, um, the reason sometimes, I agree, I mean, with, you know, one thing Twitter has done brilliantly well is the hand raise, um, that you can immediately see someone is on stage and wants to talk. Um, I sometimes, when, you know, if I'm looking at the screen, by the way, and I see someone goes off mute and on mute, then I know you want to talk. Um, but I'm often like, you know, not. I'm often kind of like in the cafe chat and moving things around. And so I'm not paying attention. You should feel free. Generally, I, I love this. I want more of this, more of this kind of on stage conversation. Um, but I also know that like I'm always here prepared to talk for an hour um, and then go into the cafe chat. And so um, you should just feel free always to come up um, and and um, and interrupt me too as well. Um, Bez said, this is why I put my kids in private schools. It cost me a mortgage and a half, but I was okay uh, in in bearing that cross. I passed no judgment. It was what I was able to do. But, you know, it, it's 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 so true, though, that everything everything should begin and start in the home. Um, and um, and that, that's got to become the anchor. That's got to become the place where where all the biases and evils and you know, and uh, an influence in the world cannot hold a candle um, to to not just a home, a home environment, but one where people are again encouraged to talk and talk up and speak up and and even criticize. And listen, it's all a work in progress. I have gone through my entire life not doing, not you know, handling criticism well, um, but I'm learning. You know, I'm learning all the time, and sometimes part of that is just to say that I suck at taking criticism um, and, 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 and I struggle with it. Um, and geez, But let me tell you, the last three years, it's been, uh, you know, <laughs> failure and rejection after rejection. And so, like, in, in many respects, I've become a little bit, a, bit, a bit better at it just through, you know, force of circumstance. Um, but um, we're going to wind down uh, now. Uh, we'll be back, of course, tomorrow. We're here every single day from 8 to 9 Eastern. Let's see if we can uh, if we can get uh, to twenty. I think I might have to figure out a um, a commemorative POAP if we if and when we hit twenty, and then I'm going to have to offer something. I just don't know what that something is. Is it a keynote? Is it a meetup at uh, where I'll buy the drinks or something like that? Um, but uh, I'm going to start thinking about surprise and delight. It's my little incentive um, to basically say, Bez, you've been the best at it, my friend. Um, in terms of bringing new people in. And uh, and I also recognize, and I will say this, that you know every time we bring someone into our community, into our lives, uh, or into somebody else's, it's our reputation. It's our social currency that is on the line. Um, and so I recognize and respect and actually like, yeah, I take it very, very, very seriously. Every time Bez, you know, brings someone in, like, like, to, like you today, Product Avenger, if this was a waste of your time, it, it actually, it doesn't rub off poorly on me. It rubs off poorly on Bez. And so in a way, like I owe it to him 
to make it worth, you know, to to repay him for putting his own reputation and currency and capital on the line. That's how it works uh, or, or how it should I'll, work. I'll interrupt you right here. It wasn't a waste of time. It was totally worth waking up at 5 a.m. Um, uh, as I don't know if I should say ironic as it sounds or coincidence, I have a colleague, the same exact first name as yours, who is going through some rough times and um i met him for the first time on saturday because we work remotely and um no friday but he opened up a lot to me but uh i think being here um was really a sign for me to do another outreach and get him to talk so and, um, and invite the, invite invite them in and 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 let them know that when they come in they can sit in the audience um, you know the beautiful thing about about Discord is they can they can have their avatar be whatever they want it to be. They can have their name be whatever they want it mm-hmm. to be. They can be completely anonymous. They can be completely uh, inconspicuous. Um, and, and the thing is, you know, I, I'm my mom who passed away two months ago. Um, she she was my biggest fan, uh, and I mean even with my show. Um, she would watch every day, and uh, she actually, I, I she said, you know, Joseph Jaffe is not famous, is a show about hope, positivity, and optimism, and if there's time left over, a little bit of marketing, and so she just started calling it HPO, and so I basically have now come up with a tagline, which is, it's not TV, it's HPO, um, which is now the tagline uh, for my show, but also this idea of hope, positivity, and optimism, so um, you'll always get that in here, we'll talk about work, We'll talk about play. We'll talk about mental health. Um, you know, we'll talk about stuff in the news, um, and um, and we're going to grow this into something. You know, I mean, Bez and I have been here in particular. Christopher has has you know came in a little bit afterwards, but we're pretty much you know we've been doing this every single day since August. And when I've been away, Bez has stepped in in particular and and run the stage. Um, and uh, it is my uh, determination and vision to have hundreds, if not thousands of people in here um, at some point. Um, I just don't know when, and it's not really up to me. It's up to the people that come in that feel comfortable to share and ultimately to turn this into something. Uh, And I promise you at some point, if it does become, or when it becomes um, too big, I will actually um, disrupt myself, which is actually very consistent with the book I wrote, Built to Suck. Um, which is I'm going to encourage people now to break away and start their own. And so I will actually, you know, destroy, you know, myself to a degree, put myself out of business, not completely, but just by saying, if you work for a large company, start this yourself. Talk to your manager, talk to HR, start your own coffee where you can actually bring in your own intimacy because what we don't want to sacrifice in this is intimacy. You know, when there are 50 people on stage, it's too hard. You've, you've, you've lost. You've actually lost. You know, and, and that's a kind of, maybe we, can, maybe we can pick that up. Maybe tomorrow we'll talk about a little bit of built to suck. We'll talk about um, this wonderful quote that I got from one of my speakers that basically said, at scale, cracks become chasms. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, we'll see some of you tomorrow. Um, be warned, the beauty disruptor and product avenger. This becomes a little addictive. I now get up at 4.30 and 5 every morning 
because I used to attend a coffee also at five. Um, and uh, so much so that it changed everything around for me. Um, and uh, now just out of out of habit, I get up early in the morning. So I feel I feel for you and I feel you in terms of getting up at five. Um, but it actually became like special for me this time, the, the 5 a.m., uh, it was the house was dark. It was quiet. No emails, um, no distraction, and I would just make myself a cup of coffee, and and I would listen. Sometimes I would talk, um, but I'd also be on my phone a little bit, checking email, you know, checking, you know, just various apps and notifications, Twitter, etc. So, um, as always, I hope to earn uh, your time, and I hope to, and I hope to earn your loyalty and earn. Uh, both of you, uh, Beauty Disrupt and Product Avenger. So I'm going to go ahead now and save the file and, and get the show notes. And it should be up. Again, if you wanted to uh, subscribe, it's bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go. That's how you can always make sure if you do miss one episode um, or for whatever reason in the morning, you know, some t- you know what else, uh, Product Avenger? I know we've gone, we really don't go uh, over and late much, but often I would just fall asleep. That also happens sometimes when I'm in bed or whatever. So, like, you know, I'd, I'd be up at five, um, but I'd, I'd fall fast asleep. Um, and that's okay, too. Um, so, I will see some of you tomorrow, maybe all of you. Have an amazing Wednesday, March 15th. We're in the middle of the week, hump day. We're in the middle of the month. Uh, we're almost, uh, we're not in the middle of the year, but I think spring starts today or tomorrow. So, happy spring, uh, happy day, uh, happy week. See you tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.